You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. In a world where film studios have pillaged every young adult novel, DC'd every comic book series, and Frankenstein every silver screen monster in search of the next movie mega franchise. Three nerds. Two movies. One cinematic universe. Three nerds. Two movies. One cinematic universe. The Grolic Cinematic Universe. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Tonight, hide your pigs because they nabbing everybody. Oh, no. The journey might be fun, but I guarantee you the destination is depression. So oh, yeah. crippling, crippling. <laughs> oh, don't watch these back to back, folks. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, we watched Pig from 2021, the Nicolas Cage starring movie which is why why this is happening because mm-hmm. of Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to butcher the I know I'm going to say this title 20 times in different ways. <laughs> Hi Savannah. Uh, <laughs> and Akja Akja from 2017 directed by Parasite director Bong Joon-ho. Now by the way, welcome to season five of the Grolic Cinematic Universe, GCU. It's Whoa. back. It's new. It's weird. It's different. This is season nights? Season nights. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, first off, real quick, for audio listeners in the future, uh, hi. It's been a while. It's been a while, and the last thing you got was a really salty Randy uh, struggling to talk about the Friday the 13th remake. So what's going on? We got a proper episode for you. Uh, You might notice, though, this is going to be a little bit different. First off, it's live. It's recorded live, and it probably won't get the same editing treatment that previous episodes got because that's this is kind of how we handle the live episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, For the live people, hey, Savannah, what's going on? Shout out to Savannah. She's a supporter of the show, Cat Dancing Tier, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can be, too. Uh, for, the, for the live viewer and future viewers, uh, yeah, I don't know how this is going to... GCU is different, so I'm not sure how... I'm looking forward to doing some, like, chat interaction with GCU, but there might be points at which I'm a little bit more neglectful of the chat, but I'll try not to be. Uh, if If... if if you tune in live and you have input on the, what we're, the movies we're talking about, I think that's the main thing. We can't get sidetracked like we do right. on a normal Grolic's Nights episode. Mm-hmm. Because what's the format of a GCU for people who, who right. aren't savvy to the GCU? Like, how does this work? Yeah, if you're new or it's been so long you forgot how this show works, which is very possible, I guarantee there's a handful of people who, like, have us, who are subscribed. It's like, wait, what's the show? When did I when did I subscribe Ooh. to this? And mm-hmm. Twitch has never seen this. <gasps> You're right. This is we're popping the Twitch cherry right now. Savannah says I haven't watched either movie. Yeah, that's 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 okay. That's okay. If you don't mind it being spoiled, we're going to avoid spoilers at first. So, back to Jesse's point. Here's the format. Uh, for GCU, we watch 
two movies, a themed double feature. They're usually connected in some way. This season, we're doing the Nicolas Cage thing, so each double feature has to have one Nicolas Cage movie. And uh, we're going to review each movie briefly, try to be brief. Star ratings are a thing. Keep that in mind. I like star ratings. Um, And then the fun part, uh, we're going to pitch... We're going to take these two movies and we're going to pretend that, hey, we're big Hollywood movers and shakers and everybody wants a big, uh, successful cinematic universe. So we're going to take these two movies and squeeze them together like uh, like hot dogs where you're going to take all those lips and buttholes and make a cinematic universe out of it. Oh, good. <laughs> After watching Akja, that's exactly the image I needed. Yep, I thought so. Uh, fa- Savannah says, I want face off with Muppets from space. Now I do too. I don't know why. Is there a theme to, is there like a shared theme or like, is it, uh, <laughs> Kermit, maybe Kermit with, uh, <laughs> with Nicolas Cage's face. I'm not beyond the theme being, <laughs> I'm not beyond the theme being, it would be fun. Just mash those up. That's for sure. we we'll call it Muppets from space off. <laughs> that's not good <laughs> or office space law Your Muppets from office space we could do office space and <laughs> that could be fun I kind of want a Muppet version of office space now right that, that right. kind of just go into town on this printer 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 <laughs> toner low oh my god <laughs> animals just beating on it <sighs> okay okay nursery what uh, who do you think would want to burn the building down? Ooh. Uh, oh, this is, there's isn't there a fire one? Or it'd be Bunsen. It'd be Bunsen. I was told. <laughs> Bunsen right. and Beaker. And the meat Beaker would just be back there. Me, 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 me. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It'd be there Bunsen, though. Bunsen would be the perfect one. Good call. See, that episode's done. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she said, yeah, I thought they were both such opposite movies. Sometimes opposites attract. Dr. Teese would be the neighbor in office space. Okay. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I know this is weird. We're going to have to transition into this. Um, Let's do it. Let's jump into it. What movie do we want to talk about first? I'm very curious. I feel like the viewing order makes a difference here between whether... You stay on the ledge or you leap off of it. I feel like. <laughs> See, I re- so I watched it in the order of P- Nicolas Cage first. Yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. Us Pulled up that Cage Band-Aid right off, right? And uh, and then I went to uh, Akja and I thought, well, this one looks a little more whimsical. Yes. But I was so wrong. They're so dark. They're both so dark. One's yeah. just, one is more whimsical and also almost darker not really but almost because it's definitely more graphically yeah. dark it's like i yeah. mean mm-hmm. that sounds weird it's more graphic i'll say that um i think it's darker just in general too because yeah. it's not one person's pain it's a species right when like nobody in this no well, nobody in that movie is having a good day nobody, nobody. maybe that goth that moff gideon looking guy but <laughs> From Mandalorian, the oh okay, yeah, that guy maybe he's having a good day because he's playing both sides of the field. You're right, but other than him, Moff Gideon, dark saber or none, having a good day. 
It's because his his chicken franchise is gonna mm-hmm. is gonna go, it's gonna do well, right? Wait, we're not we're not combining this with Breaking Bad, are we? Okay, <laughs> we can. Okay, so let's start with Pig. Pig, two thousand twenty one, directed and screenplay by Mikey Michael Mikey by Mikey. Hey, Mikey, like I know him by Michael Serenowski. Story by Michael Serenowski and Vanessa Block, starring Nicolas Cage, Alex Wolf. Adam Markin, and other people. Overview. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregon Oregon wilderness must visit Portland. I almost said Poland. That'd be different. To find the mysterious person who stole his beloved beloved foraging pig. Um, So the way I traditionally would start these reviews is I'd ask one or either of you. uh, So... What did you know about this going in, and what are your what were your initial impressions? What what do you think of this, Pig? Um, I knew that synopsis basically, from in trailer form, I guess, and I thought it was going to be like John Wick with a pig. Yeah, I, th- I in fact I feel like somebody somewhere even billed it that way. Mm-hmm. I would say that's not inaccurate, actually. Right. I my. <laughs> My joke at, I don't know if it was a joke, but at a certain point I said, this is John Wick, except instead of violence, it's emotion. They're like, (laughs) they don't attack with violence. They attack with emotion, touching them on a human level. (laughs) Otherwise, it's still John Wick. Uh, He journeys into this, like, there's this weird underground of organization Mm -hmm. almost where they have, like, not their own currency, but like there's a fight club, and but yeah. it's all like restaurant workers. I was like, "What? What? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so weird." You used to have a name, but now yeah. it means nothing. And then, then he just shows up, and we're like, "What? Yeah. What is even happening right now?" He just went through a hole in a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Afterward, I mean, I don't know that I really thought about it during, but afterward. When Randall and I were discussing it a little bit, I think he's, I think he might have a, a photographic memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He kind of implies it that he, um, yeah. I don't know what you'd call it, mm-hmm. but basically a photographic memory. Yeah. I think that's cheating. <laughs> I think it's cheating. I mean, he'd have to, right? If he remembered every meal he ever made and every, for every yeah, customer. for every person, and like, yeah. if he ran a restaurant for any amount of time, the number of people he would have had to have served, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. But he was Savannah a good boss. Matchstick men and babe <laughs> <laughs> equals pig. I'm gonna throw that in there. Uh, Jesse, what what what, did it, what what were your initial thoughts on this? Uh, I basically thought the same thing, um, and I hadn't really thought too much beyond it, but I had heard that it was more dramatic and less violent. Um, but it, it was it was still bonkers. Like like we kind of mentioned, it's almost like it's almost got this Harry Potter level of there's a secret world that none of us know about that has to do with Portland chefs. You know, <laughs> like like it's just mm-hmm. like it's like N- Neil Gaiman's. Neverwhere or something. It's like you go down, you go into the back of this hotel, and there's a hotel on top of a hotel, and down there is the seedy underworld of people who make food. Yeah, yeah. I was really kind of lost at that point. I, I was not lost, but I was so confused. I was like, "Wait, what? 
restaurant workers have a fight? Like, what? what is this? A fight club? Mm-hmm. That's very weird. And it wasn't it, even like a normal fight club either. It was just mm-hmm. like a people getting beat up club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, I need some extra money. I'm going to go let a couple guys beat the crap out of me. You yeah. Know? So before we dive into heavy spoiler on this movie, we'll hold that back because my opinion of this movie is like up to a, up to the spoiler point. I'm like, I love it. I think this is a great movie. And then spoiler point, I feel not so great. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's like, it keeps you in the dark long enough to be, like I said, I was so kind of not lost, but like confused. And then once you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, it's, John Wick of the culinary world and it has the the I guess the three acts whatever separated into chapters with the like meal that's kind of highlighted oh, yeah. or kind of featured at each section which is weird um but yeah I think it's I think it's pretty good it was interesting I was surprised like there is one of his biggest John Wick style takedowns as the the one chef they the first chef they go talk to in the restaurant where and I say John Wick style takedowns because he didn't he didn't kill him, but he assassinated him emotionally. He, he just, just like does that too. He's broke like this guy down. He, mm-hmm. I I kept thinking that this was like like um this was like his phenomenon. You know that we, yeah. that weird movie for John Travolta where it's like mm-hmm. like makes you question what you're doing with your life and all this stuff because this bizarre thing happens that's what this movie is but a little bit mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah um i like the characters even like early on you're introduced to uh his name is um his character name is amir here i'm gonna stop sharing screen so i can use my other monitor and look at actor names he's he's the guy from uh or the he's the son from uh hereditary Hereditary, yeah, yeah, he was in Hereditary. Alex Wolf, um, like his character shows up and he's like, oh, you know, city d bag, uh, right. kind of stereotypical. But then you end up like a big part of the plot revolves around essentially his family life, mm-hmm. which yeah. was unexpected, and it's not even. It's his family life is a important plot point, but it's not like. You almost see it coming, but you're not like totally sure either, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 a little, I don't know. It's I guess it works. It's just suspect that like, oh, this guy happens to be like super famous old chef, and uh, spoiler spoilers. Oh, and this guy's dad is like r- runs the town now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the Portland chef mob boss. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> Uh, there's there's some uh, and I'll say it now there's some easy parallels with the the villains in this and the next movie too, um, mm-hmm. but yeah the character work was really good because you end up like okay you you get this kid you get the deal and not that they end up like Nick Cage's character and him becoming like good friends but you could definitely see at certain points like understanding between them yeah. And that's kind of, I guess, the main thing with this movie is uh, the Fight Club stuff and all that aside. Like it's, it's kind of a character piece, wearing a. Th- it's hard to say it's a thriller, but I guess like wearing a thriller plot at times. Mm-hmm. 
So weird. Dude just walks into backyards and talks about persimmons. And persimmons oddly show up in the next movie. And was like, how did how did we not know this was the persimmon cinematic universe here? Wow. That's I think you just gave it the title, the official title. <laughs> I had I hadn't even made that connection. You're Maybe right. Either. Also, at first I was like, oh, he must know who lives there now. I don't think he does. He's no. a very beat up hobo looking dude who just wanders into some people's backyards and is talking to this small child. He's lucky he didn't get even more beat up or the cops yeah. called on I him. I kept waiting for that to happen, like like the other shoe mm-hmm. to drop on that. It didn't. Spoilers. <laughs> also, he stole someone's bicycle. He just screamed in their face and took yeah. the bicycle. <laughs> I was like, that's not nice. <laughs> that was a very Nick Cage moment, too. It was yeah. like, oh, there it is. That's a good segue into the man in question, Nick Cage. Uh, what do you guys think of Nick Cage in this? He seemed actually subdued, really. He didn't... I mean, like, the bike scene happened, and uh, he had a little bit of a Mandy moment, I guess, um, but not nearly as intense. So, you know, most of the time he was, he was just really calm, and... Uh, Almost a little psycho seeming in his how in how calm he was when people around him were like, you know, obviously very uncomfortable. <laughs> What's that term like when you don't like people? Uh, misandry is that right? Um, Not misogyny, but mis- like a misanthrope is that misanthrope? Yeah. yeah, like that's all he was. Is he literally didn't want to deal with anyone? Yeah, right. Just right. that one guy, and just because he would bring him supplies every week. Mm-hmm. And even him, I don't think he talked to him in the first scene at all. No. No, he didn't. He, like, intentionally didn't. Mm-hmm. He comes across as a jerk, too. And, uh, you yeah. know, and Amir, the character of Amir, comes across as a, like I said earlier, a city D-bag. So mm-hmm. jerks all around, but they, they kind of come to an agree- understanding. Um yeah, I thought Nick Cage was good in this. It This almost I almost was just like made an executive decision before I come across the next movie we're going to talk about and was like, let's just do Willy's Wonderland. I can't take another heavy movie. <laughs> oh man, no <laughs> Because doubt. Yeah. this character is similar in that they're both quiet and yeah. apparently just a secret uh tough guys or whatever. But mm-hmm. um I, it, it's interesting thinking about Willy's Wonderland because he does play like no dialogue in that movie, but he still comes across different. He, we still get a little bit of like not hammy, but not like serious Nick Cage in Willy's Wonderland. He's just right. doing his thing. In this, you get to like he's just he's quiet, but he's just emoting constantly. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's good. Well, there was there was camp in Willy's Wonderland, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not hammy, but which is a fun pun with the pig theme. But okay. oh yeah, yo. <laughs> but he, yeah, he is the least hammy I've seen uh, Nick Cage in a while. I feel like, and we've talked about this in the past, where he'll, he'll do different. In some movies, he'll do different. He'll act different from scene to scene depending on what he feels the scene needs, which I don't know is necessarily the right way to go about it. Sometimes because then you get character performances that seem like very all over the place. Uh-huh. But once in a while, I feel like he is a good judge of like, oh, that's what this story is. This is what it needs. Mandy, he was 
other than when he goes just bonkers, surprisingly subdued most of it. Um, in this, uh, this is more of like a, this is like adaptation Nick Cage or like kind of older, like uh, when he f- f- seemed to really nail or land a lot of dramatic roles. Like he understands that he just, the emotion he needs to put into it. And it's not a wild and crazy Nick Cage movie. So, mm-hmm. well, and like they set such a stage without even really telling us the full story of what, whatever it is that, that happened that mm-hmm. caused him to be this hermit out in the woods. Right. But like mm-hmm. even his, even his outbursts don't feel out of place the way that they can. Sometimes right. when Nick Cage likes to do an out- outburst, sometimes he just likes to fly mm-hmm. off the handle. And in this, even though he is literally flying off the handle, like he's kicking the Camaro, I don't feel it's unjustified in that moment. I would have lost my cool many more times when he keeps his cool. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought he was really good in this. This is definitely good Nick Cage. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, well, then let's real quick, spoiler warning on Pig, and then we'll wrap up our Pig discussion and move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, I really liked the movie. I was enjoying it. And then we get the horribly depressing and very unsatisfactory, although not that we need to see it, revelation of what happened to the Pig. And I was actually kind of mad. It really put me in like a bad mood. Oh, yeah. It's just so like, so here's the spoiler, what happens with the pig. And if you were going to watch it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to the spoiler. But uh, he tracks down like ultimately the guy who's responsible for taking the pig. And spoiler, spoilers again, it's Amir's father. And uh, when he finally gets him to admit what happened, he's just like, he, the pig's gone. Uh, the people that kidnapped him basically were too rough and it died and that's it. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage breaks down and like, that's the whole, that's the, that's the revelation. And it's so unsatisfying and super depressing. Right. Well, I feel like this whole, this whole film was about grief and, oh, yeah. and yeah. not dealing with grief. Like every so character. many people in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just not yeah. dealing with grief at all. Right. Yeah, you're right. Nick Nick Cage's character with his, I'm assuming, wife or significant other or girlfriend or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, they never was. even really said 100% what that was either. But No, we only find her name out once towards the end, I think. I was actually kind of thinking that it, it, that was kind of his superpower. Is like he's like broken from grief and he just breaks everybody else with it too and that's he knows how to needle the grief oh out of my, other people the, that meal yeah. that he made like he's like what are we doing we're getting my pig back and he makes the meal man and i was just like oh it broke my heart i was like before before the actual breakdown happens i'm like no dude that's brutal <laughs> right right yeah yeah it was good it was clever in that way and like it's not i guess a wa- weird concept but it's taking the concept and then using it to emotionally manipulate these characters in, in the way that the plot needs, you know, it kind of works. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how I feel about the ending, but I don't, I don't totally hate it either. I, it's just like you say, it's like, it's not a, ha- it's not a happy ending in any way, shape or form, but it, the, at the same time, it almost is. It's like, it's the one time he actually like washes his face, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like, uh, like so he comes out the, the other movie. side a little bit. I was like, wow. 
Hey, Harlem Knight. What's going Hey-o. on? Hello. Yeah, it's been a while since I noticed you pop up on the stream. Um, Sorry. I was kind of un- unhappy with the ending, mostly because I want to know. I, want, I just want some kind of indication, any kind, of what Amir's plans are with his life. Because it seems like he's been trying so hard to get his dad to love him or pay attention to him or, you know, approve of him. And at this point, he should just walk away from him and never, I feel like, I want to know, I want to know, I just want to know what's going on there. Yeah, we don't, there really isn't much in the way of resolution. No, there's not. Uh, Nick Cage's character, I guess, seems like he kind of comes to terms a little bit better Mm -hmm. with the passing of his significant other, whoever she was. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, like... (laughs) Uh, this doesn't Amir, end well for anyone else. <laughs> uh, Darius, uh, Adam Arkin, who is uh, Amir's dad. Hey, Paul, um, what's going on? Thanks for jumping in. He's re- he's recording okay. tonight, so he'll catch the replay. Hi, Paul. Bye, Paul. Uh, he definitely didn't seem like he, he properly came to terms, you know. No. Anyway, uh Final thoughts and your star ratings. What do you give Pig and why? Mm. How many stars? Out of five. Okay. I want to give this like higher than I expected, you know, like, but I also don't want to overdo it. Like, I'm still pretty like emotionally raw from watching this movie. So like. Right. And that should be such like, that should be like a good thing. Yeah. And sometimes, and it is, it means the movie was super. Uh oh, God! I hope we. You oh, did right we just in spoil the spoiler this? section too? <laughs> the movie's on his watch on Harlem. It's, it's watch worth watching. Um, hopefully yeah. we didn't just ruin it for you, but like it's it's worth a watch. I'm I, that's why I would it's say it's like I would recommend it to the right people for sure. Mm-hmm. If you like drama, yeah. Yep. Uh, did you give it a star rating, Jesse? I didn't. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm gonna say about three point five because I don't feel like it's worth a full four stars, but it's definitely better than just good, right? You know, for especially if, I don't know. It's it's a Nick Cage scale here, so like <laughs> I know what bad Nick Cage looks like. I know what good Nick Cage looks like. So this is this is veering into the territory of really good Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Melanie? No, I was. Uh, I agree. Three point five is what I w- would give it. It is really, I think it is really good, but it's really good in the way that, like, it's, I don't want to watch it again, <laughs> really, you know? Right. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Like Schindler's so, List. Kind yeah, of thing, like, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Right. It's a really good movie, but I I enjoyed it the, the one time, and that's enough. So. I, I'm going to give this Harlem, Harlem Night, uh, it had a great impact. That's for sure. I'm going to give oh, this yeah. Four, because I feel like before the end of the movie, I was I was all on board. I was like, "Yeah, this is definitely up there." Vampire's Kiss is good or bad? Nick Cage. It's got to be bad. Nick Cage, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess good. I, Nick Cage is subjective, isn't it? Right. Vampire's Kiss. We are gonna do at some point on the show because I want to rewatch it. I watched it once when I was like a kid, and I, I want to see it. That might be good, bad. It's definitely over the top, Nick Cage. I know yeah. that much. But uh, I'm going to give this four stars out of five um, because 
I was totally on board before the end of the movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, it's interesting. It's kind of unique. Uh, it is John Wick, except instead of guns, they're slinging emotions, and that's amazing. Um, and then the end, like, so soured me. I was so soured that I wanted to knock it down to like a 3.5 or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to stick with four because it's not a bad ending. It's a good ending mm-hmm. and good on them for not copying out, not taking right. an easy, like, whoa, well, it's all good, hunky-dory. Like, they kept it realistic-ish. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with the four-star. Yeah. Yeah, Harlem Knight, I would get ready for this movie emotionally because I was not. Like, this is a Nick Cage movie about a pig. Like, <laughs> how emotionally ready do I need to get? And then there were just a few where I was like, oh, oh, did not, did not <laughs> have myself ready for that. No. You know, I had a pig when I was little. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yep, I did. That would uh, impact this viewing as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew this... I had, I I had not heard spoilers, but I knew enough about the movie going in that I knew it was not going to be fun. To be honest, that was part of like Melanie's been on me to watch this for a while since we discovered it was on Hulu. <laughs> no, you're uh, you're good there. Don't don't worry about that, Harlem Night. I mean, as long as they're not ending with having breakfast with the pig on the plate. I'll be good. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. I will say it's a cute dang pig too. Like the 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 pig was uh, mm-hmm. a great actor. It starts with breakfast with the pig, but the pig's not on the plate. So no, no. It's that would have been what a horrible way they could have like really bookended this thing that way. That would have been just brutal. It's yeah. not intentionally cruel. This movie that would have been an Okja move right there. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know mean in the way that life can be mean. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember what I was saying. Uh, oh yeah, I I had been put putting this off a little bit because I knew it was not gonna be a fun watch. You know what I didn't know like anything about until I found it. Uh, like <laughs> yesterday, day before yesterday. Oh god, uh-huh. this movie. <laughs> uh, I come across because I was struggling to find what should we pair this with because I think when we talked about this on a Garlic's Nights. Babe 2 came up, but Babe 2 is not easy. I mean, you can rent it, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to pay money for it. But then I come across. Uh, Jesse, you pronounced it pretty good. How did you pronounce this? Okja. Okja. And I think that's how they were saying it in the movie. Okja from 2017, which is a movie I was totally unfamiliar with. And uh, here's what this movie is Okja, directed and story by Jong Bong. Wow. <laughs> Jong Bong Jovi. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different movie. Directed in story by Bong Jong Bong Joon Ho, screenplay Bong by Bong Joon Ho and John Ronson, which also sounds like a name that's wrong. It, it should be Ron Johnson, not John Ronson, but that's his name. Mm-hmm. Starring, I'm t- I hate butchering foreign names. I feel so bad doing it here in the private chat. How do you guys say that? That's the little girl, Ansia um, Hyun. Yes. Yes, that uh, sounds good. Tilda Swinton, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Stephen Yoon, which and and several other. Uh, yeah, Steven, there was a lot of Glenn. a lot of people in here. I was like, whoa, yeah. I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. But um, you say Tilda Swinton and Jake Gyllenhaal, and it. I'm like, it's weird. It's a weird movie. 
Oh, yeah. Gotta be weird. And they are at their weirdest, Does too. Tilda Swinton just have, like, in her... Tilda Swinton have it in her contract that she has to play more than one character? Like, I don't know. I don't she, know. I just thought you were going to... You, you, you spun it on me. I thought you were just going to say that it has to be weird. It's like, I don't think she signs up for anything that's, just, that's not a little off, you know? Right. right. Overview. A young girl risks everything to prevent a powerful multinational company from kidnapping her best friend, a massive animal named Okja. So, I come across that, and I was like, well, it's like the same story. It's mm-hmm. practically the same, only it looks more whimsical. Yeah. And is there a good picture of what this creature looks like? Because it's a CGI it's, creature. It's oh, not man. an actual creature. It looks like a hippo. It does. It the whole like time a- I kept thinking, like, they're going to, that's the other shoe. They're going to tell us it's just a hippo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like a hippo dog pig. Right. <laughs> more hippo dog than pig. I guess the body looks pig-like. Oh, she was in The Host? Yeah, The Host uh, was another John Bon Jovi. (laughs) I'm not making fun of the name. I'm making fun of how I butchered it. Uh, Bong Joon-ho movie, The Host. That's the first one of his movies that I think I'd seen. That might have been one of his first kind of movies to break out over here. Uh, That was forever ago. Uh, He also directed Parasite. Um, what, What is it? I'm losing track. There's... Is that movie called Mother or is it? Yeah, just Mother. Mm-hmm. Not the recent m- Mother, American. That's not recent. It came out years ago, I guess. Oh, also Snowpiercer, the movie Snowpiercer. Uh huh. Snowpiercer Snow is a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We know. We all know. <laughs> we know. And if you don't know, look it up on YouTube. It's, conv- it's, a, it's a compelling argument. It is. Okay, before I get too off track and wow. Okay, what do you guys I, think? Okay. I, I don't know what happened. I lost it. This has lost me. You told me about the show, Happy and Whimsical. Then you told me this, uh, who directed it. And I was like, nothing this guy does is happy. Okay? So I don't know. Right. Well, I know. I, so we – and we looked up a trailer. And the the song, which is not in the movie anywhere, I don't think. But the song in the trailer – is how they do, they'll take, uh, it seems right now, like, 90s rock or alternative or whatever, 90s songs, and then do it like a choir version or something like that, or slow it down or whatever. And they did what sounded, like, the trailer was set to what sounded like an upbeat choir version of Hey Pig, by uh, Piggy, by Nine Inch Nails. Not Hey Pig, Piggy. Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> That's not... That doesn't work. That's not even like you're taking the lyrics at such face value. But then you watch the movie. It's like, oh, okay, maybe. Maybe the movie is actually more more in line with the tone of that song. I was looking. That's what I was doing. I was looking for a picture of this thing so you all could see this mm-hmm. magical creature. Yeah. it's And it's huge. Yeah. And it's like a hippo pig dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big old floppy ears. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because the opening establishes that it's... Definitely intelligent. Yeah. Uh, in almost like cartoony ways. Like at one point it like, you know, flops back on its butt and sits there and she hugs it and it hugs her back. And it's very almost cartoony. How about how about that time it saved her life? It saves her life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by, by taking hold of a rope. Like this thing is smart. Yeah. Scooby-Doo level smart. Okay. 
I, I, man, the intro to this really threw me off the game, off my game. All of a sudden, I'm getting back on track. So you guys talked about what you knew about it beforehand. What do you think? Which is nothing. Yeah. Nothing. What did you think? Whoever wants to go first, I'll go first then. <laughs> uh, I like this a lot. Again, I'm going to hold back spoilers, uh, but I like this quite a bit. I find tonally it's really weird, but that's I don't know if it's a Bong Joon Ho thing or if that's like Korean thing, like uh, South Korean. I think I think that's more common in like Eastern countries. Uh, the tonal shifts, like they, we're not used to it over here, so it seems weird. But this movie will go from like cartoony, over the top. Jake Gyllenhaal's character is like he plays it so weirdly over the top. Oh man, uh-huh. um, yeah. Most of the characters are played very over the top, mm-hmm. and it'll bounce between that and like horrifyingly depressing and dark. Yeah. If there is if there is a, a Nick Cage analog in this movie, it's got to be Gyllenhaal, right? Oh my god, imagine if that would have been Cage. Though. He could have played that role. Oh, he could have, yeah. Uh I enjoy I think he's like a a con for a lot of people. I think he like is kind of mm-hmm. a low point in this movie for some people from the very few things I've seen about it since I've watched it. Mhm. I didn't hate it. I mean, it's he's ridiculous, and I feel like he's definitely amped up more than anybody else in the cast. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but he's supposed to be. Yeah, he's he's the like ridiculous over the top TV personality in the in the movie. So I I found him enjoyable. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking about it. I think it would be like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, though. I don't. I think Nick Cage would have made it too dark if he had been in it. Right. Yeah, Pig was going to be a comedy until they cast him. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, no. That's not true. No. Uh, oh, man, his character. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, actually, if you think about it, if he'd have played it, if he wouldn't have played it so over the... Like, it was kind of a dark character anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you think about his character, like, he was supposed to be an animal lover, I'm assuming was at some point, and then, like, what he becomes in this movie... Yeah. He's a dark character. Oh, yeah. Right. And his, like, over-the-top portrayal kind of distracts from that. Mm. uh, But it also needs to be distracted from that because it is dark. Yeah. Mm. Like, the scene he's in, whoa. I mean, he's in a lot of scenes, but, like, the scene. I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Um. But, yeah, anyway, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you guys. Wait, wait, did you give it stars? No, or not yet. Okay, We're not there sorry. yet. It's okay. I, it, the structure got a little weird on this one. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, I, I, was, I thought it was good. It was okay. Um, again, I, I mean, I might actually rewatch this one, but only because I'm going to force other people to watch it, not because I really want to. Um, but I think it has, you know, it hits on some important, you know, um, politics, maybe, I guess. Uh, oh, it's th- definitely th- th- got a heavy satire yeah, and, and commentary to it, for sure. Right. So I think that that would be a worthwhile thing to spread, you know. But, 
even if I didn't know who the guy was that directed this and, and had that kind of color my opinion of it, from like the day the people showed up in her little mountain village, I was like, everybody in this movie sucks. Every adult in this movie blows. And that poor little girl, uh, you know, and having to live in this world. So, I, I mean, it, it was okay, but I didn't like anybody except her. And even her, I was like, she's kind of a pain in the butt, but still. Well, she doesn't, she's not given, she's pretty much just has like one setting. Uh, yeah. And that's angry. Where's, where's Okja? Okja. Okja. Yeah. She's like uh, a unpleasant Dora the Explorer. Yeah, you, I I couldn't unsee that either. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Like, there's maybe only one other character that's not kind of a total dirtbag, and he's a little debatable, and that's the the leader of the elf guy of yeah. the elf group or whatever mm-hmm. the animal liberation, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a little too friendly with a little young young girl, so I don't like him either. Uh, okay. Okay. He. I mean, he was weird and style. Everybody was weird and stylized in this movie, and so it's yeah. like this guy's coming in looking like an apathetic James Bond, but still <laughs> smooth like one. It was just like, what is this guy's deal? Right. Uh, Glenn, I, I yeah. will forever yeah, Glenn, Glenn yeah. from Walking Dead. Yeah. Is thoroughly likable until you're like, oh wait, no, he's yeah. a huge d bag. <laughs> he's awful. Yeah, Actually, even the grandpa, he... even the grandpa, oh, he's the like grandma. kindly old grandpa. Just, g- just lies, just lies. He's mm-hmm. the, he's like the first one that you're like, oh, f this guy. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him her to punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. clock him with that gold pig. Yeah, just the way he handled that. I mean, yeah. he was lying to her, obviously, mm-hmm. but then just like so dismissive yeah and like we, i don't want you to hang out with a pig all day right and just like totally undercut her feelings about it at all after having lied to her for who knows how long about oh yeah we bought him we bought a akja it's mm-hmm. cool there's a lot of fun there's there is fun though and that was uh i mean like the pig journey the journey in pig was not necessarily fun it was interesting but in my intro, I mentioned, you know, the journey is going to be fun. There's a lot of fun. There's like, Melanie set me up. She's like, she knew, she knew this was going to be depressing. And I was like, it might not be that bad. You're like, it's the parasite guy, she says. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be depressing. Um, so I felt dread. This might be worth a rewatch, knowing where it goes, but still be able to enjoy some of the journey more, knowing that it it, it doesn't get truly awful till towards the end. Um because like there's that whole sequence where they're ex- where she she goes that the whole time the whole sequence where she goes to that building and breaks the glass wall and oh man yeah she she does more like I expected Nick Cage and Pig to start causing carnage that he doesn't really he, emotional carnage maybe she goes and she messes this building up as just a little girl and like right. creates this there's this, this huge like freeway scene it's it's crazy she action. She does some Jackie Chan stuff. Man, she she should probably be dead. <laughs> she oh, fell yeah. off the back oh, of that truck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Melanie gasped when she fell off the back of that truck. And it's appropriate because there were cars behind. She should be dead. Yeah. Right. And they weren't going slow. No. Um, pretty good effects, too. The, like, 
Okja is a CG car- uh, creature. It wasn't flawless all the time, but it was pretty good. Yeah. And some of those, especially some of those like action sequences with with involving this mm-hmm. mutant piglet. Uh, yeah. I, I specifically remember a scene with Jake uh, Gyllenhaal where he's like running his hand along her side, and it. I'm like, I mean, I know that that's not real, but it. They, it was a very good shot, I thought. <laughs> that I, first so- scene where he meets Oak Jeff for the first time, he's like, mm-hmm. film this. I can't fake emotions like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I kept, fun. to what Melanie was saying, I keep thinking of, uh, I kept thinking of Corridor, Corridor Digital, Corridor Crew guys talking about contact shadows. Contact yeah. shadows. Um, it's also, it's weird because tonally at, at points, it feels like this could be a kid's movie. Or at least family friendly. Oh yeah. Until like the white people show up on the mountain and they're dropping f bombs constantly. I'm like, oh no, no, this is not that. Right. <laughs> when it it starts with this weird corporate like, you know. It, so what my brain keeps going to is this. It's not the same, but like is the closest thing I can come up with. It's got a weird vibe, like sorry to bother you. Like that movie, right. the way that it's got like it's got like a bunch of social like um, issues that it's dealing with, right? And yet it does deals with them in a satire slash kind of edgy way, you know. Like it's funny, but it's got a bite to it. Like there's some legit problems with, with the whole th- reason we're having a movie about this. Like mm-hmm. almost with an irreverent attitude, yeah. which is kind of counter to you know a right. movie with a message. Um, it, it's not subtle with its messages either, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And this movie, there's no you know like uh, one of the reasons I had to watch these back to back is that there's no way that I could watch these with Holly. You know, like I would be interested in watching this with other people just to see how they react to some of the bizarre stuff that's in it. So I'm I'm with Melanie in that like I might rewatch this just to see other people's reactions. But right. like no way was Holly gonna be one of those people. No. I actually run through I ran through because I knew. I was like, what? Holly wouldn't love the animal animal nap nabbing right. uh, double feature? Uh because she she has a lot of problems with like uh animal violence in movies and stuff like that. When pigs in particular, like pigs oh. are legit the reason that she was vegetarian as long as she was. Interesting. So this would have been like the absolute worst. Well, I was thinking about pig and I was like, it's dark, but I mean, other than the the, the kidnapping scene itself, there's not like you don't there's not depicted violence to animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we watched this one, I was like, no, Holly could not handle that ending. That would have been. It's like, uh, it's it's real. It's real harsh. It's real b- bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, given they're CG creatures that don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. That are we going spoileries on this yet? Let's go spoileries. Okay. Yeah. That slaughterhouse scene, dude. He, there. Okay, they were when they were like walking out. It totally. It looked Ooh. just like a, a scene from a concentration camp to me. I, I think that was that intentional, t- intentional too. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so sad. Yeah, they definitely intentionally. Uh, they that was definitely modeled after that. I was thinking mm-hmm. that too. Just the way with it's electrified fencing instead of like barbed wire fencing, but just the way they have that fencing set up and yeah. the long walk down the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there's the slaughterhouse. Yeah, 
I, I don't think that imagery was accidental. Uh-huh. My, my one big, like, fight with this movie, you can't have some have a scene of this animal going into the shoot like they're they step up into it they're the next one in there and then have her run around the building for three minutes get inside and it's whichever one is the next one in is done that that was like 14 animals ago that he would have been gone you know what i mean i think that it was intentional i know but bending bending of time and space and on the filmmaker's behalf to make you feel like it's it's too late already Right, and well, that's horrible though because I get way too attached. I mean, to... that was the point. <sighs> they wanted, they wanted you to be attached, and they wanted you to think it was dead, or it's going to be dead, or look at that one, boom, let's kill that one right in front of you. Was that Okja? And <sighs> spoilers, Okja survives this one. I thought this. I thought I was like, I thought for sure we weren't going to get any kind of, and it still doesn't feel like a happy ending. But it's better than nothing, and I didn't think we were going to get anything yeah, other like, than watching Okja die in front of our face. Like I, we we get sort of a happy ending, but it's also at the backdrop of all this awfulness. So it does that. It doesn't really feel like a win, even though in the end, <laughs> the little girl got what she wanted, which was just to have her pig friend there. But she gets to see this whole wider awful world. They even saved another one of them, but like. You get to walk by fields of these animals that are just getting slaughtered. Yeah, I thought still- the end made it worse, though, because is it I, – unless I'm mistaken, it was talking to her, which means these are intelligent creatures that have the ability to communicate with us. If that's the case, that makes all of it that much more horrible. No, yeah. It, no, it was talking to her at the very yeah. end. I, well, and even before that, they had established that towards the beginning, she talks to Okja – uh-huh. And it intentionally, it distinctly, other than, you know, like, Okja realizing, like, oh, I need to save this girl, and I'll do it this way, fulcrum and lever, lever, uh, lever kind of, like, logic comprehension. Oh, yeah. Did a pulley thing, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but she spoke to Okja in its ear earlier, and this is the shot is in the trailer, and you could see in the eye, like, oh, yeah, comprehending, understanding. But, yeah, at the very end, Okja talks in her ear, <laughs> and we don't hear what 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 she says but um even before that like the two parent piglet things letting the baby out in the in the slaughterhouse like hold, holding up the thing and like giving them the baby with the understanding yeah. like you got out take our child with you like it, clearly intelligent creatures right which i think really added to the mm-hmm. i uh, concentration camp type parallels i I guess i feel like we have animals that are super intelligent like uh, like uh, cephalopods crazy intelligent people still eat them they farm them even or they're starting to which i think is horribly wrong it should be illegal um they can't talk to us though so that people ignore it in that you know and in a situation like that if they could talk i think it would make a, a much bigger deal they should all have been talking Darn it. <laughs> well, this has the kind of... Again, it's not as depressing as it could be, but it's still like the bad... It, it's a kind of a 90s, thro- 90s thing in, yeah, in a way bit. where it's like the bad guy is industry 
Yeah, it's like hackers a little bit. <laughs> right. The bad guy is big industry, which is not a 90s issue, definitely. Right. It's more it's an always issue and more so now since like everything's mega corporations, but the bad guy is industry and they're not they can't lose. You can't win. Yeah. The best you could do is pay them a bunch of money and maybe get your friend pig back. Mm-hmm. We're going to kill that whole field of pigs though. Like that's that's the movie. Yeah. And even when you screw up, some one of your siblings will take over, you know, or you'll whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're setting up for Planet of the Pigs. You think? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You know, pigs are so smart too. Like, I, I think they that's are. the main reason that Holly was so traumatized by a book that she read was that, like, the fact that they're so intelligent and they they have this. You know, it's it's like an awareness, and that's why they fight it so tooth and nail when they're mm-hmm. about to be slaughtered. It's like they know, they feel the pain, and it's brutal. Uh, if this if this movie had ended in the worst possible way, I'd have been real on the fence about if we were going to do this episode. It, I was getting super irritated when I thought like this was going to go a certain way. I was like. Between this and Pig, oh, F yeah. these movies, <laughs> I don't want to do <laughs> yeah. this anymore. Right, right, yeah. And oh, you man, double, to you, talk about them, oof. You did a back-to-back in one day? I did, oh, I did, God. because it just worked out that Holly was actually around. I was like, there's no way I'm watching these movies with Holly around. Because mm-hmm. yeah, of her history with, with specifically Pigs. <laughs> okay, what'd you guys think? Let's do star ratings. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, they're both really good movies. I'll just say mm-hmm. that. Like, they're both really good movies. And so, but they're both different kinds of movies. So I think I'm going to cop out and go 3.5 again. Because it's like, it's it's a good movie, but I can't say that it's better than, I, I can't say that it's better than Pig, but it's a different kind of good. So I can't say that it's that much worse than Pig either. Right. So right. I'm going to, I'm going to cop out and go 3.5 again. I think I might actually go three. I'll go down a little, but not because I necessarily think it's a worse movie. I don't. I just think that I know wait for the majority of the people that I know in my life, because they're not all as cool as us. Um, they wouldn't sit through it to the through the they would get bored or uncomfortable with it long before you got to the, the, right. you know, the point. And so if I could force them to, which I probably will force some people to watch it, but they'll have to be at least partially on board. Um, you know, that's the only reason I don't, it's not as if overall as great as of a movie, just because it, of the watchability for the, the, the audience in general, that's what I'm gauging it on. Well, you should gauge it on what you, f- like, you shouldn't really be concerned about how other, how other people would react to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, whatever you, you you know what no rate it by whatever criteria you use. What, what what did you say? How many stars? I said three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm actually on Letterbox. I gave this four point five. I'm gonna knock it down to four. Four point five felt like it didn't. I felt like it was uh, comparable. It's different. It is a different movie than Pig. But it, I was like, in terms of like quality, and kind of enjoyment is comparable. I think I 
had more fun with it, and it didn't make me feel as horrible. So I'm going higher than pig. I'm going 4.5, but <laughs> in retrospect, 4.5 might be a little high. I didn't hate uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And in fact, like I said, I was entertained, but like he's so over the top. And then there's a couple characters that are just like Tilda Swinton. She's okay. Like she's Tilda Swinton, but like there's some things that maybe it's not a 4.5. So I'm going to come down a little bit and go four stars on it, which is still very high, of course. So did we both, Melanie, what did you give Pig? Was that a three or 3.5? 3.5. Okay. So we're pretty close to the same ratings mm-hmm. for both movies. Maybe that's what it is. I feel like, sorry, huh? Twin Silk, you know, Hilda Swinton <laughs> and uh, and Jake uh, Hall. Or get, yeah. You probably say it I right. I probably like, say it wrong. I just assume I say all names wrong. It's fine. I feel like they're so, they're, like, they're kind of pretentious people. And when they do this kind of a movie, it's it's much more fake than, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why I feel like I have to rate it lower. It is interesting that compared to everybody else, though, they those two who of the cast have probably gotten the most accolades mm-hmm. are the most over-the-top portrayals. Right. That's interesting. And maybe it's a case of like, the I don't know what that is, overconfidence in their skills, or maybe that's what the director wanted and they better understood that than some of the other cast. I don't know, but they are the most over the top. And I can't think of anybody else in the movie who probably had the same type of Oscar buzz in the, for previous movies than those two. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting observation. So Randy, so Melanie, there's a, uh, there's studio execs out there and they, uh, they know that animals animals are cute animals are important to a lot of people there's a booming pet industry out there and you know what they want to do they they want to hop on they want to hop on that gravy train they want to get that they want to get that cheddar they they want to get truffle hunting pig cheddar that's what they want oh yeah and so they also they also saw the unbearable uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent or whatever that movie's called and so they know that Nick Cage is on the upswing so they want, they want, they want a Nick Cage pig napping cinematic universe. Yes. From, from, the, from the fine dining, from the fine dining <laughs> of Portland to the s- mass production supermarkets. You're right, Jesse. I think they do want that. So how would, how would you guys combine pig and Okja? Hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> they want to make. They want to make. They want to the, the, make the bacon. That's what they want to make. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage. Wait. What is the cinematic universe here? Nick Cage. Pig. Pig. It's pig napping. That's oh, what you're right. Nick, Nick Cage, Cage pig, pig napping, napping cinematic universe is greater than the MCU. Get ready. Get ready. Thanks, Harlem Knight. I agree. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? And how we're going to do, I guess this is a competition. It's not necessarily a competition. We're going to have three pitches. Each of us is going to pitch our version of a cinematic universe. And uh, you, Lister, can decide, I guess, which one you'd put your hard, hard-earned money down for a ticket to. 
<laughs> or multiple tickets because it's cinematic universe and uh, a new uh, Nick Cage pig napping streaming plus service. <laughs> <laughs> so so mine is is like actually like continues into two movies kind of thing. Okay. Like okay. I, it's more than it's kind of more than one pitch and it's got a visual aid, which I'm gonna need to send to you here in the. Uh, I'm gonna send it to you in Messenger. <clears throat> Okay, so I can either go right. now or I can wait. Whatever you think. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a spoiler staring right back at you now. Let me, let me, I'm going to enlarge that a little bit. Let me full screen that over on this side. Okay, don't put it up yet, though. Okay, uh, okay. I'll tell you when to put it up. I'm, okay, I'm ready. Go for it. Oh, you're ready? Okay, so I guess I'm doing mine. I'm doing my, my pitch. Yep. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> like I said, it, it's 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 a movie. So we're talking like an Endgame kind of thing. We're going Infinity War into Endgame, right? So this is obviously a two-parter. Or maybe not so obvious, but when you get to the ending, you know it's a two-parter, right? And so the name, the name of the movie is ALF, but it stands for Animal Liberation Feld. <laughs> because it's Robin Feld. Okay. Okay. So it's ALF. Okay. So that's Nick the name Cage's of the movie. Nick so I'm just character. setting. Yeah, I'm setting you up. I'm setting you up. All right. Okay. So the oddly likable and strangely Teflon Animal Liberation Front is called to Portland after hearing about an oddly local but very political truffle pig kidnapping and murder. When it hits their radar, they're they're headed to Portland, baby. They're on the next. They're on that. They're on the plane. When they get there, on the surface, this just feels like an open and shut case. But through their through their investigations, they uncover a seedy underground network of sheffery, sheffery, sheffery that. Funnels and launders money through an underground fight club underneath of a, a, a in a hotel that's under a hotel. Yeah, and you guessed it. They're they're funneling that money and they're laundering that money for the Mirando Corporation. Uh oh, we're back. We're back at that again. <laughs> the CD Underground Network of Portland Chef Scene. Needs to be taken down a peg, but but only one man can get to the can get the ALF into Hotel Portland, and that's Robin Effing Feld. That's who, that guy, who lives in a in a, in a cabin, <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he may seem to have moved on from the death of his truffle pig, but when he learns how his pig had ties to the to Mirando. He's he's ready to barely talk, but to definitely help the ALF, and he might he might even help them with their individual existential quandaries along the way, or at least teach them how to make a decent persimmon pie. But the closer they get to exposing the Mirando Corporation, the deeper this rabbit hole goes. And at the end of the movie, our unlikely group of heroes come face to face with the face. Of Mirando itself, Tilda Swinton, except, except we find out 
that Mirando, this is this is like this is the end of this movie and gonna set up the next movie. We find out that Mirando has moved on from super pigs. They were actually using their super pig GMO technology as a pilot project to fund the Mirando project. That's right. They're not just facing Nancy Mirando or Lucy <laughs> Mirando, who are twins, BT dubs. They're facing an army of Tilda Swintons to be continued in Nick Cage in the Mirandaverse of Madness. <laughs> the cue, the, Miranda. cue, cue, <laughs> cue that image, yeah. <laughs> the Mirandaverse of Madness. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I jumped the gun on the image a little no, bit. No, you're good. You're right. good. <laughs> all the it's Tilda the, Swintons. It's the Holy moly. Tilda Swinton movie. Whoa. It's just all Tilda Swinton all the time. What is it. Nick Cage going to do? He's, I don't know. That's, that's a lot of faith. I feel like this is almost a face off uh, type of sequel right here with all those faces. So much overbite going on. <laughs> <laughs> Even after the braces that she wears right. for the opening scene. This is really nice. Yeah, I like this. You even got their logo on there. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> uh, I like it. My pitch is similar, but the opposite kind of. <laughs> Okay. If you're ready. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was that the culmination of your... That That's your it. Book? Yeah, yeah. So leave to them, be continued leave, in yeah, leave them, the Miranda-verse. Leave them on a cliffhanger. I think yeah, that's oh, a yeah. good setup. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Who knew that super pigs would lead to cloning? That's the next <laughs> obvious step, really. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay, go for it, Melanie, if you're okay, ready. So <clears throat> mine is that the story of Robin Feld and his love for his pig spread far and wide in the world of underground fighting chefs. Um, And it was so moving that they decided that they had to come together to honor that pig. The only way that they know how by making something really tasty. So they sought out resources and funding to achieve this goal. And they found Miranda corporation who helped them to create the most delicious compliment ever. The super pig. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> we're going to honor this pig by cooking up some pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But With a side of truffle. Well, I mean, they're chefs. What are they supposed to do? That's what I they know. know how to do is make something yummy. I was thinking about that myself. Yeah. Okay. Here's my pitch. I need to get names here so I can. So we're going to open and we're going we're gonna to follow... Uh, Nicholas Cage's character, Rob Robin Feld. We're we're gonna open kind of like pig. We're gonna put you. We got to put you in that right mindset. You know, he doesn't have the pig there, so it's just him. We're gonna follow him for a little bit. He's searching up from some truffles and stuff. And once in a while, uh, Amir comes out every Thursday still to get truffles because you know the pig wasn't the one really finding the truffles. Uh, it's all pretty normal until one Thursday rolls around and Amir doesn't show up, and then another Thursday rolls around. No Amir. And so Robin Feld's like a little concerned. I mean, he still doesn't have a phone. They're not ringing each other up and twirling the invisible phone cord while they talk about their days. But they they are kind of friendly now. So uh, the fact that he just disappeared, that's pretty weird. So Robin so Robin Feld is going to go investigate. And he, he, he goes to Portland and he finds out that a... Darius took basically shut down Amir's business, 
to force Amir to work for him. And uh, Darius is like, I'm branching out. No, no more of this like small town, small time small Portland. Small town Portland. <laughs> small town Portland. <laughs> no more of this small time Portland, you know, a couple restaurants here and there. He's going to team up with the Mirando Corporation and get get the name, get his name in this culinary flavors out to the supermarkets, mass produced. And uh, he's going to, you know, basically just like force Amir into working for him because that's kind of what seemed like was going to happen anyway. Well, Nick Cage knows that's not Amir's wishes. He doesn't like that. So he's going to track him down. Hold on. I need to refocus. Where was I? Where where did they go from there? Uh, and, uh, oh, Darius also, he's also like, he, he discovered the Miranda Corporation through, he knew they were around, but this super, this televised super pig, even though it was a fiasco, that still caught his eye. Uh, it, special, not genetically, genetically, uh, mutated, I guess, genetically, uh, engineered pigs, like, He's got to secure that for his new brand. So that's why he teamed up with Miranda Corporation. Uh, and he's got he, that one pig. He's got his eye on that one pig. So he's going to go try to take the little girl's pig again. For some no! reason. For some reason. <laughs> because that's what this guy does. He doesn't need a pig. He just can't help but kidnap a pig from people. <laughs> like, he doesn't need that pig. Why does he kid- kidnap that pig? It's like an oddly specific klepto. I feel like they didn't really get into it, but I, I kind of feel like he kidnapped that pig in pig to screw over his son, I think. Yeah. Because that's where his son was actually succeeding. Yeah. That's yeah. totally why he did it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he just doesn't like people having nice things, I guess. Nice pigs in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Plot. Yes. Um, so, uh, Nick Cage ends up teaming up with a little girl. <laughs> Uh, they're both not really going to. Ha- Fortunately, like translation doesn't matter. Nick Cage isn't going to talk much, but he's going to tell her some about- things, right? But you know what? He's going to tell her all about persimmon trees, and that works out perfectly because she knows all about persimmon trees, and that's where they'll bond. Yeah, they'll have a connection there. They know when they're ripe. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you and your little pig too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, we'll, we'll, we're going to put we're going to put Bong Joon Ho. And the director of Pig, uh, Michael Serenowski, they're gonna they're gonna team up for the screenplay, and the people that wrote the screenplays with them, uh, the story will be good. Okay, we'll iron it out. I'm pitching to an executive. I'm not the oh, yeah. writer. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, but what kind of movie is this though? This is finally after two movies of could have been a revenge story, not a revenge story. We're gonna get a revenge story. Ooh. They're going after Mirando and the Darius restaurant company whatever the name of his place was um and it's gonna be revenge movie styled where they've got to work up the ladder we're gonna have they're gonna take down los chicken los pollos brothers and they're gonna t- los pollos humanos uh they're gonna take down that place because that's what fring re- runs um mm-hmm. suddenly breaking bad universe and then um <laughs> they gotta work their way up uh maybe alf will be involved uh and the sure, Malmachian? We got we got to have the elf in there, <laughs> not not the alien. The, <laughs> no, uh, not the alien. Okay, the organization, even though they're kind of bumbling, um, and they're going to work their way up. And uh, Nick Cage once again is going to be assassinating people with emotions. He's going to be de- just deconstructing them as they mm-hmm. go. Um, there'll be lots of adventurous scenes where occasionally they they 
you know, Auk just running around and knocking over <laughs> shoppers. Uh, Taking naps. <laughs> Glenn's going to be there because he had to change a heart and he realizes now uh, something that Bong Joon-ho has always known is that translations are sacred. That does definitely a jab. And uh, mm -hmm. so Nick Cage will get up to Darius. Nick Cage will properly and finally break him down with emotions, make him see the errors of his ways. But now they have to deal with Nancy Mirando. Is that, was that their actual last name? Mirando. Nancy yeah, Mirando was their the names. sister that yeah. took over. Lucy and Nancy. Nancy was the secret sister. Mm -hmm. So Nick Cage is going to try to take her down too. Mm -hmm. She's practically inhuman. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He, he can't chef whisper in her ear. <laughs> so they got Okja. Is gonna pig whisper in her ear. We are not gonna know what she's what Okja says to her. It's artsy. We're not gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> but it will cause, and it's probably something to do with daddy issues because that came up a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. It's gonna. She's just gonna. It's have a total breakdown. Mm -hmm. And then it's gonna be like an '80s comedy movie where they're addressing a subject that is way too serious for an '80s comedy movie. We're gonna get slapstick style mass mutant pig breakout from their uh, concentration camp. It's gonna be slapstick, but they'll all get away, so it's fine. It's gonna be like Gremlins two at the end. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mirando and uh, Darius Corporations cr crumble. I like it. Well, can Can Nick Cage? Uh, take one of the baby pigs to be his new pig, too. Oh, oh perfect. Yes. Put a bow on that. That'll yes. do, pig. I love it. That'll do. He might have to relocate because he's become fond yeah. of the baby pig that the little girl now has. He might have to relocate to a cabin next to their cabin in the woods mm -hmm. because everybody, <laughs> all the good people live in cabins in the woods. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be much more remote and he would love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, wait, yeah. this is way farther away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have, uh, to, you have to climb a mountain and swear when you get to the top. In um, also, Amir's uh, Oak just going to take a crap on Amir's uh, Camaro or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, that's yes, for please. comedy. Yeah, mm -hmm. like my Camaro, <laughs> not the Camaro. It's going to be one of those machine gun. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be because of uh, like classical music. Now that you mentioned that. <laughs> Classical music will be the thing. Yep. The machine gun thing you mentioned. Is that like the only way that that animal poops? Do you like you have to pat its butt to get it to go? Because it, it, it seemed like weird. it, right? Because yeah. she was just like almost annoyed. Like, again? That'd be I awful. I guess so. As, the, as an animal. Yeah, I feel like those animals would not fare well without, without, uh, you <laughs> no, know. No. They wouldn't fare well on their own in the wild. They need, it's got to be little girls too. They need little girls. To raise <laughs> this is like, pat, pat, pat. Yeah. It's okay. It's like a shy bladder kind of situation. Mm -hmm. So there we go. There's our pitches. <laughs> you decide. I think we can make them all work, honestly. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but yours is the best. In my opinion, sorry. Is it? Oh, I'll accept well, that. It's that, you know. Yours has the most nuance for sure. Like I yours, feel like yours intertwines them the best. Yeah. I, 
Well, that's what that's that's what I that's what I do. I try to find the similarities. I was like, how can I like tie this together somehow? Uh, and I'm just gonna ramble through the little connective bits. <laughs> and I um, like to take the weird, obscure side thing and blow it up into a full blown thing. So mm-hmm. the ALF have to be the star of the show, even though they were just like a side nuisance. In the no, film. I like that because we could combine our universes. That'll be a spinoff, and uh, the 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 Lucy Nancy Miranda clones. That's going to mm-hmm. be hinted at in my movie, and then we'll let that and spin off <laughs> to the larger go. thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, I'm more, I'm somewhere around like a maybe a, a Captain America Winter Soldier or something like that, and you're you're in the end game. So, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so like in yours, yours is like like Tilda Swinton just always seems to be there. How is that even possible? How <laughs> right. is she here and here? What? Well, there's right? twins. Is that all though? See, ten just years twins? ago. They cloned Tilda Swinton and sent a different Tilda Swinton to each country. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That's why there's so many Tilda Swintons in every yeah. movie. Because you can't just buy one. It's a package deal. Uh, Harlem <laughs> Knight says he'll fund it. <laughs> Perfect. We Good. got it. This is happening, right? Yep. Um, oh, man. Cinematic universes. Yeah, they're fun. That's mm-hmm. fun. I'm glad. I'm glad to be doing another cinematic universe. Uh, we're not going to do a cinematic universe every week because cramming into movies every week on top of the other stuff we have to do is probably a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, two weeks, once a month, once a month might not be. I feel like it's summertime. I should capitalize on having a little extra, possibly free, t- free Jesse time no, but, to, right. <laughs> to cram a few of these. I in. was able to watch two movies in one day. That's not going to happen during a school year. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. We're not sure what's going to happen next week. Probably not a GCU. Maybe we'll aim for one after that. I will put a post in our Facebook group, facebook.com slash Grolix. Wait, facebook.com slash group slash Grolix podcast. And maybe I'll, if Twitter still has polls too, I'll throw a poll up on Twitter. We'll see. Um, but I want you, this listener and viewer, visitor, I want you to pick the next, uh, Nick Cage movie from a list that we're going to pick because we need to, we, we're going to, we don't want to pay more money for the movie we're going to watch. Right. And I also, I kind of want to like whittle it down to a less depressing Nick Cage pick because there are other depressing Cage movies out there. Right. So let's try to bounce back and forth between them. Not leaving Las Vegas. No, <laughs> let's not, let's not back this one with leaving Las Vegas. Please. We're looking at something, maybe like a little con air or like jujitsu, whatever that a recent one that looks just goofy. Like mm-hmm. I'll put together a list because I still have the list um, of the ones that are easily available on streaming services. So mm-hmm. I'll throw that out as a poll. You guys can pick it. And then in the comments on that, let us know suggestions for pairing them up. So is raising Arizona easy to watch? No, but we have to do it. Same with Vampire's yeah. Kiss. Vampire's Kiss is also not like streaming on one of the services, so it's you know, so we'd mm-hmm. have to pay for it. But we got to do Vampire's Kiss as well. Raising Arizona and Vampire's Kiss are musts, and those are, I think, the two off the top of my head I can think of that aren't just like on Netflix or something. So the unbearable weight of massive talent is available on digital, but like it's not available anywhere yet, just as part of the service. Right, so right. Eventually, so we're gonna have to one. pull that bandaid off too. Oh, yeah. we got to. That's like, that's kind of. It's not the reason, but it's kind of the reason. I think that kept pushing us towards more cage stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the reason we're doing a cage season. Um, 
Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, hey, yeah. you two. Yeah. Uh, you got. Wait, are we? We're not doing amazed, right? I didn't think so, but I okay. can. But no, no, it's cool. Okay, don't be amazed. Not our today. our cinematic universe <laughs> should amaze you enough right. and astonish you. Um, okay, well, in that case, uh, Jesse. Where, where can people hear more of you, find you, see you, read things? Um, you know, since we got Harlem Knight in the uh, in the old chats, you can find me on TikTok at Nerd Sounds. That sounds familiar. Wonder Nerd where sounds. we've referenced that before. What's that? <laughs> seems, like a, seems like a dream. Yeah, a like a multiverse. Dream. Man, like like part of the multiverse <laughs> or something. Right. Weird. Right. So yeah, you can find me over there. TikTok. I've been a little more active because uh, it's summer and I can be. Um, who knows how well how long I'll be able to keep that up? But yeah, that's probably the best place to find me. That's where I'm the most active. Nice, Melanie. You got anything you want to mention? Um, nope. Okay. Uh, I want to mention, in addition to the usual Grolix podcast stuff, uh, again, I have new music coming out this month. I I hope I'm really trying to. I have a new music video coming out for sure. The album should also be coming out this month. I kind of want them to coincide. The music video is taking a bit longer than I expected, but it's a bit more involved. Um, but I should have some new stuff uh, under the artist title of Super Science. You can find me on on YouTube. Actually, just go to superscience.xyz, and that's got that's my website. It's got links to all the places. Um, the older music's very synth wavy the newer music is synth wave with uh, a little metally a little rocky a little post post industrially uh the, you know the 80s giving way to the 90s that's what's happening um that's always gonna happen so uh, weird super... weird that would be your aesthetic based on uh the branding for tonight's episode <laughs> right right it's <laughs> almost like it's almost like I only have I have certain settings that I'm stuck on. <laughs> um, uh, I'm super excited for the music video. It's 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 very different than the last one, but it still incorporates some of the uh, the AI animation stuff. So that's what I got coming on, going on, coming up, whatever. And uh, let us know what you thought of this episode. If you're tuning in from uh, if you normally watched like a GC or a Garlic Knights. Let me know if you enjoyed this GCU. We're going to keep doing it regardless, but <laughs> yeah. cool if you enjoyed yeah. it too. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. We do it when no one listens, but when they do, then we have somebody to talk to. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so, GarlicsPodcast.com. You can find more Grolic Cinematic Universe. Be sure to check out the older episodes. Jasper's on there. I don't know if Jasper's going to show up in this season or not. It'd be cool if he if he did, but uh, Jasper's Jasper's a daddy now, and he wasn't in the earlier episodes, so I realize his time is much more limited. Um, but if anybody's curious, Jasper's still he's still around. He's just busy man. Yep. Um, but check out those older episodes if this is the first GCU you've ever listened to. The older episodes are super fun. Edited and uh, <laughs> polish, polish. They got that podedit.com pod money, that podedit.com treatment. Yeah, this ain't gonna have that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Find us everywhere. Uh, this episode will be going out on the Grolic Cinematic Universe podcast feed, just so you know. Um, I, I will be putting in a, 
announcement about that on the regular feed, but just a heads up. Okay. All right. That's it. <laughs> Melanie, I could always tell when Melanie's done. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 you need to stop now is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't say that out loud. <laughs> you, you, you think it, and I, we can hear your thoughts. This is the one time I can hear you. Like your an oak just super pig. We can think, we, <laughs> we just know. We just know. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I don't, do I have, I don't know if I have a, it's been so long since I did a normal GCU. I don't think I have a certain sign off. It used to just be making fun of Jasper at the end. Oh, no, you did the long fade out, right? Like that's that's what oh, the old right. yeah, the they GCU just, fade out was like the music would the music would kick in and then the the audio would just drop out like an old like a like uh, a song on a cassette tape from the eighties where the song just didn't end; it just kind of dropped. It just out. fades out. That's yeah. right. That's right. The conversation keeps going and the music comes up and it's just like fades out. Like the conversation never really ends; it just keeps right. going, but. The podcast is just the part, it, and then it just abruptly to. ends. Like whenever Randy decides that this is going to end, while we're still talking, it'll, 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 that's how it'll work, right? Maybe like it'll never. Maybe it who knows? Never, it'll just keep going, and we'll just keep rambling about because how that's how the ending works on a live stream. The fade out thing What is the cinematic universe here? Nick Cage, pig, pig, North Korean napping, no, wait, pig napping. It's pig napping.